Welcome everyone to Sparkplug TV. If you want to see our video portions of our podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Jason decided to give us the uh Yes, I gave us today. a topic today. The topic today, so what is that? Our our topic today is driving in inclement weather. Uh living where Alex and I live, a lot of people have noticed that there was a lot of snow and ice on the ground earlier this week. Well, a lot of you didn't know how to drive in it, and that's okay, because we're going to hopefully help you with that today. So, my first recommendation to anyone who, like, you know, just got started driving, and they're like, oh, I know I don't know how to drive in inclement weather, because I've never done it. And we're no not even ever... that bad at around where we live. We'd have, no, really, we'd it's get not. It like really bad once or twice or three times a year. And that's why people around us don't know how to fucking drive in it. <laughs> <laughs> but you go exactly up to like, why. you go up to like uh, Menace. Justin must. Those motherfuckers know how to drive in the snow. You go up to like um, Minnesota and it's always. It's always snow on the ground down there. My buddy used to live up there. He'd send me videos of him driving at like 3 a.m. and there's like two feet of snow on the ground and it's five-speed Saturn. He's <laughs> fucking rolling with his fucking big-ass like truck tires on his What? It, oh my god. <laughs> that was Jordan. Oh, that was Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he moved to Minnesota? I didn't he know went that. up there to Minnesota for a little bit to like, because his parents kicked him out and he worked with his uh. uncle. And but he was up there, and then he drove his that he drove that Saturn all the way up. Wow! What the hell was that? You just have like a mishap happen there. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyway, um, so he decided to move down to where, to Austin, over in there, and he drove that Saturn with over three hundred thousand miles all the way from Minnesota all the way down to St. Louis. Yes, where we live, uh, we don't really see a whole whole lot of snow and ice throughout the year, yeah. but for the few times that we do. A lot of people really don't know how to drive in it. And if a lot of you like just got your license or something and you're like, I don't know how to drive in inclement weather. My parents didn't teach me. That's not on you at all by any means. Uh, what I recommend doing is take your car to a wide open parking lot, like a big old Walmart parking lot or something and go in a straight line towards a big opening and step Walmart, on the brakes. So I can't, don't say Walmart because they could just, they probably fire me if they found this. Never mind. Don't, don't go, to go to Walmart, Walmart. kids. Don't, don't go to Walmart, kids. Go to, go to Target. That wasn't Walmart, that video we showed in the last podcast. That wasn't Walmart. I don't know what you No, that was about. not Walmart. Um, that was Gordman's. That was Gordman's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Furniture is that what they sell? Furniture? I don't fucking know. No, Gordman's is a clothing oh. store. <laughs> <laughs> Way off, sir. Way off. Shows how bougie I am, right? <laughs> but like the best way that you can really get a feel for driving in inclement weather is by 
doing it really yeah make your car and lose control in a park yes lot, and then you can... go make your car lose control in a parking lot and practice regaining control if you have a lifted vehicle or a vehicle that sits fairly high off the ground cough cough jeep owners flip it do not drive in a straight line up to like 50 60 miles an hour and hit the brakes you're probably going to roll it so please don't do that do like 20 mile an hour and hit the brakes and see which way it wants to kick and feel for correcting it. And then you can work your way up in speed from there until you're comfortable doing like a 65 mile an hour interstate and you start losing control. You can comfortably get back into control. You know what was funny? I was driving home uh, from work on break and it was really snowy that night. And I was driving 60 miles an hour. Well, you know how to drive your car. It was the Malibu. But anyway. Never mind. <laughs> I was driving like 60 miles an hour and I was, and it was fine. But then, it wasn't until other people got on the road, whenever I got off yes. work, that people were going 40 miles an hour and making me hit my brakes and stuff. And then I was yes. like, this is way much more dangerous with more people. And also, if you're nervous driving in a certain condition get in the right lane get in the right lane stay in the right lane i don't care if you have to make a left turn 20 miles up the road wait until you get to that left turn someone will let you over because someone will see you're nervous and you're in the right lane click clock someone will eventually let you come over and get into that left lane so you can make your left turn I was driving my Civic home from BP, and I was, and it was snowing, and event, and I was driving, and eventually I just was moving over down to the the turn lane to get into Walmart, and I was not turning into Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you were going straight. Just, just pumped the brakes a little bit, just slightly hit them every once in a while just to you don't want to hit your brakes and lock them up you want to just right. give them you... a little bit of hits and then eventually it, it slowed down i was going like 50 and it slowed down within like a 100 feet <coughs> so that i didn't that, smash that, the curb <laughs> that that is about the uh average distance it takes someone to slow down from that speed so just keep that in mind that also whenever you're driving in, including rain, rain is also inclement weather. Honestly, and I, know everyone I don't gets care rain. what there is. It's all about tires and rain. Yes, it's 100% on tires for real. Well, I mean, well, you can like drive in 95. the rain on worn tires. Yes, but if you want to be, you know what you're doing. If you want to feel confident driving in the rain. If you have good, and if you have new tires, it's good tires. It is a hundred percent difference. And I'm not saying new tires as go buy the cheapest set of Douglases you can buy or the cheapest off-brand name you can buy. Right. Don't go buy those. Like I have do some research. Go to like on my tires. I recommend I recommend going to Tire Rack to do research on your tires because they'll give you a list of what it's rated for. Yeah, or you could just look it up. If you're if your local tire shop says I can get you this this and this, 
you can look those three up, just Google them, and you can find actual ratings of the tire to see what it's rated for. So that way, whenever you do go out and you're driving in the rain and you think you're confident and you start sliding everywhere, you're like, what the heck? They lied to me. It's generally because you bought the wrong tire and they're not a very well rated tire. Whereas the Continental Extreme Contacts or even the Conti Pro Contacts are they are very well rated tires. Unplug that bitch's life support. (laughs) Goodbye, Alexa. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like the Conti Pro Contact or even the Continental Extreme Contact has very good wet-dry traction ratings. Whereas something, you know, like a Toyo Proxis R888R is not good in any form of condition other than dry pavement. Yeah. Like you got to look at tires. Cause I mean, technically if we want to get technically speaking, the Toyo R triple eight R is a way higher tiered tire than a, well, yeah, but it's not continental extreme. It's content, also not an all, but season. it's made right. It's made for an entirely different purpose and a different season of the year. Yeah. Uh, if you want a good budget tire that's decent in the rain, like I've driven on them in the rain, I felt confident. Is the Toyo Extensa HP2s, man? Yeah, that's what I bought those for my Civic, they're, and they were I. They're cheap. Had good traction in them, and they're cheap, and they have great traction. Yeah. And they have a really good tread wear. Well, if you really look into it, I kind of worn through mine pretty fast. Well, I wore through mine pretty quick, too, but that was from doing drifting and burnouts. I have Continentals on mine, and they wear pretty good. I'm, but I'm going to be upgrading to the the extreme contacts. Yeah, I was going to say, don't buy Pilot Sports. I've seen people buy Pilot Sports and then come back to the shop within having them for a month, and they're like, yeah. Um, how am I already at wear marks? I'm like, you're doing a lot of burnouts if you're already at wear marks. And they try to deny it. But I mean, in all reality, that tire should probably last them about a year to two. Yeah. But the Michelins, uh, I have noticed their sidewalls are getting progressively weaker. If you just drive your car like a normal person, your tires should last you like four years at least. Yes, if you drive like us, and you'd be get them- to get too proper maintenance get them yes, balanced rotated rotate balance all that also make sure your wheels take your car alignment. back to the shop and get your stuff retorked alignment yes alignments will destroy a set of tires oh yeah and you can feel them even you can feel the tires yeah. whenever they're at, whenever the car is out of alignment you'll feel bumps in them you'll wave your hand over the the tread, you'll feel it rough one way, but super smooth the other way. Or you'll notice on your tread that you have way more tread over here and like nothing over here. That's from camber. Yeah, that's what that's whenever you that's the smooth yeah. one way. Yeah, like I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching this episode on YouTube, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen or at least heard of a car with extreme amounts of camber where the wheel's sitting like this, 
they probably only get six months out of a tire. Well, depends on how often they drive their car. Right. It also depends <laughs> on how often they drive that car. That I, I, I don't think I could either, man. You couldn't pull in anywhere. You'd scrape everywhere around here. Yeah. Well, well, I, I can't say Is much. It? My uh, <laughs> my S10, man, that thing would scrape everywhere. But my subframe was also like half an inch off the ground. My car is not here. <laughs> it's at the shop. Yeah. What's getting done to your car, Alex? I just got off the phone with the uh, my service contract people. Yeah. They're gonna. They're doing the seatbelts. There you go. Um. So your passenger one's actually gonna latch on the first try now. Yeah. Awesome. My... I hated doing that getting in your car. <laughs> I'm not joking. When I got in this dude's car, I'd have to like click the seatbelt 15 times to try to get it to hold. Smash it. Yeah, you had to like. Uh, <laughs> the ticking sound they think is the. They want to say it's probably the drive belt tensioner. And. If that's not a maintenance item that has to be replaced, then they'll cover it. And then the VTC actuator, since it's just making noise, it's not mm -hmm. completely out. They can't do anything. Well, darn. But right now I got this fucking Honda Acorn. <laughs> and I was driving it and I was hitting the paddles because I was like I thought I was driving the Malibu there's literally no difference I'm driving this bitch and I hit the paddles and it's downshifting and I was trying to change the fucking music <laughs> I was like what the fuck oh fucking I'm driving a different car <laughs> oh wrong car it feels the exact same I'm hey Malibu man, I got I'm it bored. I got into uh, my girlfriend's 2011 Ford Escape the other day and I drive a 2004 Chevy Silverado. I went and grabbed the... I went to go grab my column shifter. And I went to grab it. And I accidentally punched the uh, hood of the gauge cluster. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not in my truck. And reach down, put it in drive, and drive off. <laughs> Marissa's laughing at me. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I made this new... Uh, chair what do you, you you like it jason i do like it i'm i'm low-key kind of jealous about it because <laughs> i have some off-brand uncomfortable chair mine is i am so tempted to go to the junkyard for you guys just listening it is a it's an eighth eighth gen civic si seat that i welded to a chair bottom and it is extremely comfortable and awesome it weighs like 60 pounds but uh, it, I'm into the chair 60 bucks and it's I this is way more comfortable than the last chair <laughs> I am honestly tempted to go to the junkyard buy the seat out of my old Cadillac I don't want the driver's seat because if you remember that thing was broke oh yeah it was held together like it was, that thing was held together by bailing wire to get it to pass <laughs> inspection and then I went and sat in it after passing inspection, all excited. I broke the bailing wire, and I'm like, well, good thing I don't need that for a year. Drove off. <laughs> good thing the car didn't last for a year. Nope, that car lasted, what, four, four and a half months? months? Maybe. 
But yeah. hey, that's all you it needed. Last it just long. needed to last you. Hey, that, that is. Yep, that is all I needed. And you said that, and it was like, oh, bet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it broke down a month before I left. Yeah, no, it didn't even last you. Nope, it did not. But yeah, guys, I'd highly recommend if you guys are like. Yeah, uh, for real. You can you probably buy market. just the bottom you, of a chair. I found mine for free. The steel I bought for 20 bucks, and the seat I got out of a parts car that was covered in mud. This seat was covered in mud. And it is literally, we, me and my buddy completely extracted it, and it is it looks completely brand new now. And I bought the seat for 40 bucks. And Also, a public service announcement out there. Uh, if any of you are interested in getting into detailing, don't buy an extractor. Oh, yeah. If you want to professionally detail, just buy a nice, high horsepower shop vac and get an a drill brush, extractor. and you're golden. And an extractor attachment. You can get those, it's, you can get a clear oh, extractor. The pre- ex- yeah, it's pressurized. It's a lot nicer. Well, it's it, more You hook it up to a pressure washer. No, it, no. Oh, no, you're not talking shop. about the one with the water. No, I'm talking. No, you just use your spray and a drill, and then use your and then get uh your shop vac with the extractor attachment. You can order. You can find them on Amazon, and it's like a clear attachment that you can see all the water gets sucked out with the shop vac. They also make one that uh has a hose on it with a water jet, but it's only designed to shoot water to help rinse out whatever it is you're uh extracting all the nasty crap out of well it hooks up to your power washer so it like blasts water into it if you have if you find yourself doing some older seats that look a little worn don't use that be gentle on those yeah use just the shop back jason do we have any information on the the car shows coming up i sure do i actually do uh, Detail Garage St. Louis is which who is in, it's in Valley going, Park, right? It's by, in Valley Park, right Missouri. by right by one forty one and forty four. Yeah, if any of you are familiar with the bar Bobby's Place, it is in the same plaza. So, uh, let me pull up the text here. Yes. I believe Jason's been talking to the uh, the manager. I've been talking the to owner. the manager out there and the owner. <laughs> so. It'll be on the third Saturday of each month, what time? I believe. But I do know when the one this month will be. And they are from, uh, I think they're still from noon to four. I used to work there. Uh, they used to have them noon to four. So that's probably what it'll be. Uh, all of the information does get posted on their Facebook. So if you are thinking about going to those meets... Just go to their Facebook, and it should have dates and times whenever they announce their meets. You can literally look up the event. It's called Rides and Coffee. Uh, it'll be in Valley Park, Missouri. However, I do have an actual date for the one here in February. Alex and I just most likely won't be at it. It is February 18th is when they're doing the one this month. When, let me look that up. When is that? Uh, I I don't think I'll be. Oh, making it's Saturday. It. Yeah, I don't think I'll be making it. Yeah, so unfortunately for me, which sucks, is I work overnights and I sleep 
yep. until like 3.30. Well, you're going to have to at least make it to some of them. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out, well, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, we're, I, I am personally definitely trying to make it to the March show. I mean, I can make it to a show. I, I just won't be, well, I mean, if it's once a month, that ain't bad. Right. Or is it once a week? It's once a month. Okay, yeah. And that way, it'll give you guys a chance to come up and interact with us. Uh, we will podcast. be shooting an episode. Every time we go, we will be shooting an episode of the podcast. Not this month. Not this month, though. But, but I'll most likely be there. My, when, we, when, we announce that, when we announce that we're starting... Civic. Yep, I'll be in my Cat Eye Silverado. Are you going to be there uh, this month? Not this month. No. I'll probably be there. I'll probably show up at the end of that, right at the right at the end of this month. I don't know. I'm, I might try to make it down there and just say hi to everybody if any of y'all there are listening. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will not be filming a podcast at that one. We will hopefully be filming one in March. So if you guys do want to be on the podcast, we're basically going to be. Uh, wanting to interview you guys about your car and that way it gives uh, as many car people news, as possible or any car news you bring yeah or any news you bring for the car community yeah. uh that's that's what we're about here yeah well we're gonna try to get as many people to be able to talk to us at a time uh we're just I think I'm only gonna. I think I only have three microphones at the moment, so y'all have to be speaking with us one at a time. Yeah. Or, but we're gonna try to give everyone a chance to talk with us and everything. Anything y'all want to talk about, really? Yeah. If you guys are it interested in exciting. That, yeah. If you guys are interested in that, uh, we will. We'll probably be at the one this month, but we're probably we're not going to be filming yeah. at the one this month. Probably take some pictures, post on the Instagram for sure. You know. Yep. Yep. If you guys do want your cars featured on the Instagram, and you don't want to wait till February for us to get a picture of it, you can send us a picture of it on Instagram at SparkplugTV21. Shameless plug. <laughs> send us a DM. We'll, we'll get it posted. We try to post two pictures a day. You need to figure out some quality issues on that. On my posting? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm working with limited content and limited time. Yeah, people need to <laughs> pictures. Yes, we need, we need pictures hey, of your pictures. cars. Not even of your car. I don't care. Yeah, if you if you send have a, a picture of cool if, if you us, have pictures of cool cars on your phone, send them. Send us a I need of your more. Mom's Ultima. That that's not making a post. I oh, I think it is. Chill on the Ultimas. <laughs> oh, I think it is. We'll even sh- we'll shout you out. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, brother. And if I do use your picture and you do leave me an Insta and if you send it to me on Instagram or you send it to me somewhere else and you. Uh, leave me an Instagram tag. I will tag you in your picture. Well, uh, uh, the the Nissan Altima's got the fastest lap record of two seventy. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Man, I need to step up my game if I'm being beat by Ultima owners. <laughs> I got a V8. What am I doing? I want to know who thought of that 270, a fucking giant circle around St. Louis. I don't know. Man, it works. It's just weird. You want to race it one day? We'll film it. <laughs> just me and Alex running over. it. Alex in the Civic, me in a LS Silverado. I don't know. If the dealership... I know I said I wouldn't sell a Civic, but... I might be selling the Civic. Why? I don't know. You have so much done to it. I'll take it off. Take the, put the stock intake on. I'll put, take the Honda off. You can put the stock once you take on. the. Can you take the Honda off and like erase it and bring that to a different car? To a ninth gen Civic. Oh, so you're not. Yeah, that's right. I have HP tuners, so I can just plug my crap in, plug it into my laptop, and go about my day, flash the ECU, and leave. Not to Hondas. Nope. <laughs> but I can to GM, Ford, and Dodge. Yeah. It costs about the same. Haley's got a the Malibu. It needs a it needs a flash. <laughs> Get rid of some red hay. <laughs> I got. We'll do it. Wait. I don't. The thing doesn't have red hay. It has a CBT. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, but I think I want to get an EcoBoost Mustang. An EcoBoost Mustang. You're going to join the Mustang gang. Yeah. Man. And it's getting I'm a Japanese look because it is a four-cylinder. Getting and lower. John and I are going to be the only... John and I are going to be the only LSs in the group, Man. Man. You're going to go EcoBoost. Uh, Z already has an EcoBoost Mustang. Haley has... The, uh, John's girlfriend, Haley, has the V6. V6 Mustang, uh, yeah. Yeah, V6 Mustang. And Marissa That's... wants a Mustang of the same body style, just with the 5.0 Coyote in it. She's like, I'm not afraid of no horsepower. Bring it on. Yeah, well, I'm like, all right. Money of those they're going for. You and me both. I'm like, you can buy it. She wants to buy one that doesn't run. And she wants to learn how to work on cars with it. Buy one that so don't run. That's that still might be, be like six to eight grand. Hey, but that might be a series on the YouTube channel of Marissa learning how to work on cars from all of us. <laughs> so that, that'll be a fun one. Another fun upcoming episode that we're going to partner with John for is he's going to help me do some body work on my truck. I got a nasty uh, rust spot and nasty, nasty dent on my hood and an even nastier dent in my uh, bed that hopefully John and I are going to be able to fix and he's going to lay a coat of professional paint over it. Man, your truck was just slapped and hoard around. It was, man. I bought it from a construction worker. Well, that explains it. Well, I got it for $600 because 
it needed a uh, needed a brake system and a windshield. Oh yeah, the New Yorker is gone. Oh, you finally sold it. Yeah, that, that's it's good. behind my house. <laughs> it's behind your house. Yep. That guy works for works at Walmart with me, and he lives oh, right really? behind me. So you see it all the time. Yep. He killed the battery on it. Hey, hey! If we remember from the first episode of the podcast here, Alex doesn't exactly know where a lot of the cars he used to own went, whereas I know where all of the cars I used to own are. Alex, you finally know exactly where a car you used to own is. Yeah. Look at look at him go. <laughs> I don't know where the 91 is or the Grand Dam or the Cavalier. Yep. I thought the Cavalier went to a junkyard. I don't know what junkyard. Oh, looks like we need to start uh, looking for junkyards in the area <laughs> so we can uh, show our wonderful viewers what the Cavalier used to look like. Man, that that we we got we got some memories in that Cavalier though. Like we used to hang out, the center dude. We used to hang out in that thing just because. Like I would get off of work at Dairy Queen, he would get off of work at McDonald's, he'd text me, be like, "Hey, Walmart," be like, "Bet." All right, I'm outside your house. (laughs) Like, whoa, hold up, I'm still walking back from work. Okay, all right, I'll come grab you. Yeah, is at that time you were the only one with a car. Yeah, I felt special. I was walking trying to get a car because I didn't realize I had one given to me in a will yet. I didn't realize that S10 was mine until uh, my 16th birthday when I got my license. I didn't know that car was mine until that day where was that and then i was like oh, oh i didn't realize it was, at, it was my it was at your grandpa's yeah he was like all right so jason i have a choice for you here do you want a chevy s10 or do you want a chevy malibu i go why are you asking me this question i'm trying to save up money and buy an rx7 And I, oh man, if I had bought an RX-7 when I was 16, I would feel so sorry for that car. I wouldn't have taken care of it at (laughs) all. At all. I would have beat the Everlet. Oh my, oh, I would have blew that up so quick. And I'd be like, oh my God, I broke it. (laughs) So look up. Do, 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 do. Uh. He called me and said that. I was like, why Why are you giving me that option? Like, I'm trying to buy my own car. And he was like, well, I didn't tell you this, but the uh, green S10 at my house is technically yours. It was given to you in a will of your great grandpa's. I was like, oh, well, I want that. I want the S10. I don't want the Malibu that was my grandma's because the Malibu had more miles on it than the S10 did. I bet the Malibu basic... would have lasted longer. Uh, probably because I probably wouldn't have been doing all the dumb crap I did to the S10. <laughs> However, 
the best modification I ever did to that S10 was, was not the take light the bar. was not take the exhaust off. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do it in the middle of a car show, but it didn't work. Yeah, they're too rusted. Yeah, way too rusted. But like I I have to say the best modification I ever did to that S10 had to be the light bar. Did you put a light bar on that truck? Yeah, because remember that high beams were like dimmer than your low beams. Yeah. It, the, oh my god, I couldn't see out of that thing at night, and I was getting off of work at like ten o'clock at night in this truck, man. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't see what I, where I'm going. So I put a light bar on it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so much better. And then I looked for LED headlights for it, and figured out that that truck, since I had the square headlights on the second generation s10 it wasn't just bulbs it was the whole thing and i was like those are expensive i'm 16 i barely make any money you needed to get uh, the, the jeep and i don't ones. know how to install those the jeep ones you know what i'm talking about that the old oh like the halos no like the they got a bunch of different lights in them that old that the older jeeps oh yeah i really needed to get those those would have been probably those would have been really nice they're like a miniature light they're like a light pod for as your headlight an led pod light as your headlight and man i know a few guys that have them on like old silverados those headlights are bright and i have LED, high beam, low beams, and daytime running lights in my cat eye. And the only reason why I say daytime running lights is because I put the fleece chip in it. So when I turn my high beams on, it's my high beam, low beam, and fog, not fog, and um, daytime running. <coughs> oh, no, and it's fog. I just don't have fog lights. I didn't have them from factory. I have fog lights. And... I'm not going through the trouble to installing them because I currently have a cold air intake sitting where one would be. So, yeah. Where my cold air intake is, it's like, so much, there's a lot of room. You're right. Yours is literally right behind your fog light. Yeah. If we pull out your fog light, you have a direct air come in through the bumper. I know. I did it for a while. That's why, that's why I'm not putting a fog light on my truck so i was, have the direct air and then there was rocks in my filter and then i was like all right i'm putting my my fog light back in <laughs> <laughs> i don't want my filter all fucked up <laughs> yeah i need to get a uh i need to get one of those dry chargers which is like a mesh that goes over your uh air filter i don't even know to if you can keep... buy a, just a filter for my from them you should be able to I, be- I believe you can, but like I need to get a dry charger because I popped my hood the other day after driving through all the snow and the ice and the slush, and there was moisture in my air bo- in my box. So I-, I need to I need to put need to- need to put a dry charger on my filter. But like Alex, your actual air filter is right behind your fog light, whereas mine's a pickup tube. Yep. And I have a I have a heat resistant plastic box that it sits in. 
with a plexiglass with sealed plexiglass lid. My air filter is sixty dollars. That's not bad. It's about how much mine is. Yeah. Might just buy a couple just to have them. You're gonna go, you're gonna go out and spend one hundred and twenty dollars on air filters. <laughs> Just to have them in stock for when you need them. At least one. Bro. <laughs> I'm I'm actually not I'm actually gonna take my volant filter out. And I'm gonna put a K and N one in. And I'm gonna get a K and N dry charger. K and N filter? Cone filter? Yeah. I could probably put a K and N one on there. It's a six mine has a six inch. It's six inch. Me too. Mine's six inch too. Mine has a velocity Except stack. My filter is um as big as my head. Yeah. My filter is massive. I suck in a lot of air. You can hear like driving, you can hear the air getting sucked in if you step on the throttle. You can just hear it take that deep breath. I could buy another velocity stack. It's forty five bucks. That's not bad. That'd give you a little more power. I don't need another one. I already have one. Just stack one on top of it. That'd be funny. No, it's if a, you could stack one on top of it. It's a cone. I know. Six inch to three and a half inch. I have a three and a half inch intake. How big's your tube? Four? Probably. Five. Your throttle how big's your throttle body? My throttle body is a four, but my tube all the way to my throttle body is uh four. Hmm. I think. Yeah. So my my uh it goes from my filter. Through my uh, mass airflow into a four-inch pipe that no into a five-inch pipe that goes up to my throttle body that goes into a four-inch coupler. Hmm. Seems odd. Yeah, my pickup tube is three inches that picks up my air. <sighs> it's it sounds good though you you get on the throttle on that thing you, you it you can hear the low end rumble it has it sounds good i really want to put a uh, flowmaster super 10 on it i need to do something with my exhaust yes you do you need to just go ahead and buy the full race it would, i need a downpipe and a full exhaust yeah, you really do. I know. It's expensive. Start saving your money and buy it. I mean, technically, I have the money, but no. So buy it. No. <laughs> it's expensive. Yes, I know. <sighs> I mean, it, it, to be fair... For me to buy a Flowmaster Super 10 is a hundred bucks because I have spare pipe already. 
and I can cut and fabricate an exhaust here in my backyard. Yeah. I have all of the tools and equipment I need to custom fabricate an exhaust from the headers back. Hey, I learned way better how to weld with welding. That's nice. That's good. Now come over and learn how to stick weld. I'll stick to MIG for now. MIG is MIG is pretty damn easy. Honestly, if any of you out there like are wanting to do your own (laughs) if any of you guys out there like wanting to do your own exhausts it's really not that hard if you want to do it like fancy looking and really nice looking you'll need a chop saw a gas mig welder some pipe whatever size you want your muffler and if you're doing a tip do your tip and you can literally make an entire exhaust system just from that and it'll look really good or you can go even cheaper and purchase a muffler that is smaller than your stock muffler and do a dump right off of the muffler if you're in a pickup truck you can do that if not you can push the you can I have push the uh, tailpipe. I have something somewhere. that I haven't installed yet, and I have a little electronic valve. Oh, we do need to install that. But I'm gonna be running it to a bigger muffler to quiet the car. And then he's doing it weird. Yeah, he's not doing an actual cutout. He's doing a race muffler. Everyday muffler. <laughs> well, it's going to be... I got to put... It's it's straight, and then it, like, wise off. So the straight yeah. part is going to be the straight pipe, and then it's going to Y off to a muffler, and then put another tip on the other side. Right, so we need to go to a junkyard, Get another tip. find one of your cars, and cut the tip off of the it. Muffler. And then we do the super fun of... You tack it, and I look and see where it looks good, where it looks right, or vice versa. Well, hey, I might be able to just take the whole muffler and just use that muffler. <laughs> you could. That that would work. But then we have to do the fabrication under the car of making it look right, and you have to hold that whole bit up to make it look right. Yeah. You'd be a lot easier to just make the tip look right. Well, I know we'll do the tip last, but we need to get the muffler all up in there. I got pl- oh, yeah. I got like a plastic uh, shroud in there that I can take out. People's done t- dual tip exhaust on my Civic. Yeah, I've seen them. They look good. They sound good. You're just doing a really, really oddball version of yes, it. Yes, I am because that's me. Yep that that that's definitely you. But you build the same car everyone else builds. Nobody has well, my car, really. Well, I barely I'm, I'm see o- my car around. Well, I'm over here building 2.2 liter S10s. You know how many S10s I see? Yeah, but they all have V8s in them. I'm just, no, I'm just talking about 9th gen Civic SIs. You don't see many of those. No, there's not a lot of those in the area. 
if you have one, you should definitely send us a picture on Instagram and we'll post it. Oh, yeah. Is I will say those look nice. Those look really nice. But so do Cat Eye Silverados that have a nice hood instead of a messed up hood. <laughs> like me. My truck doesn't look that great. I really need to do a uh, really need to do that hood, but that's going to cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. Well, I have the Bondo and I have all the Bondo tools. Um, John just said I need to buy a paint gun. Paint and some tarps. I need to return but I'm gonna get, John's welder. But I'm going to get paint matched mm-hmm. paint. Yes, you do need to return John's welder. I don't borrow John's welder because I have one. Ah, must be nice. It was a hundred bucks. Go buy it. They're not a hundred dollars anymore. <laughs> yeah, they are. You want me to send you the coupon? Sure. All right. I'll send you the coupon. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's on sale right now for a hundred bucks. I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure it is. All right, let's see here. Featured coupons. Do, 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 do. I'll go buy a welder for a hundred dollars. Right. Well, I just want. Like, I mean, a gasless man. my stick, my stick welder wasn't a lot of money. That's a good site. They do have the uh, Vulcan one on sale, so usually the Chicago Electric's on sale as well. Hmm. <coughs> or you could always. Look at the uh, <coughs> nope, it's not on here, darn. <coughs> but they do have the uh, oh no, that's stick welders. My bad. Yep, they're that they're on the stick welders are on sale this month. Oh. Just download their app and watch the watch the coupons. Harbor Freight. Yeah. It's $110. For what? The welder. $110. I'll, let me go on the Arbor Freight. And it's in stock at the Arnold location. I wonder if Snap-on sells paint guns. So that way I don't have to buy a paint gun all in one purchase. So you're gonna spend eight <laughs> times the money in the long run. Well, well, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see how much the one that Jonathan told me to buy from Harbor Freight is. He told me to get their top of the line one at Harbor Freight, and it's two hundred and forty dollars. Let's see if Snap On has a paint gun. I doubt they do, but they might. What do you think, Alex? You you think you think they have a paint gun? I found the welder. Wow. I don't think they do. They don't have a paint they gun. They have paint gun. No, they have paint gun cleaning. They have paint gun hooks. They have a paint gun cleaning brush. They have a paint gun cleaning brush kit and paint gun cleaner. This is the That's it. this is the welder you have, Jason. Yeah, hundred and ten bucks. 
And then you have that little stick one. Yep. Um, I recommend, I have a Lincoln wire in mine. So after your wire that it comes with runs out, go to uh, Farm at Home and buy Lincoln wire. What kind of wire is it? It's a 0.35 flux. Mm. Uh, 0.035, my bad. 0.035 flux. And it welds really, really nice. Honestly, if you're if we're talking about a welder, sure, a high dollar welder work is, you know, usually worth the money because they are very nice. However, if you're just doing like a few small projects here and there, like I like am at me. the moment. Like I am at the moment. I mean, like I I weld exhausts at work a lot, but they provide me with a uh, Millermatic two twenty five MIG welder. I'm not gonna take my hundred and thirty dollar stick welder to try to compete with a five thousand dollar MIG welder. I mean, the five thousand dollar MIG welder is gonna weld a lot better than my hundred and ten dollar MIG welder. But and that's full gas, isn't it? Yeah, that's full gas. But uh, you don't you don't need a gas welder to make welds look nice. You can buy a flux core welder, buy nice flux core wire, and you can go spend a hundred and ten dollars on a flux core welder at Harbor Freight right now, and go buy some point three five or point oh three five, uh, Lincoln Electric welding wire. And if you have a decent enough knowledge of knowing how to weld, you can achieve good looking welds like that. You would be proud to show someone none of my welds. I'm proud to show. I'm proud to know that they hold. (laughs) I have a, I had a lot of really nice welds on my S 10. I did. I did my tailpipe real pretty. Yeah. And this whole chair is tack welded. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like yep I was that yep <laughs> well hey you start learning by tacking stuff together and then just connect the tacks yeah and hell you can even connect it with more tacks it'll hold it'll be structurally sound it just won't be as structurally sound as my whole pass would you know I mean that that's just that's just the difference. Yeah. But I mean if you guys are, you know, too a little nervous to, you know, weld, you can take your stuff to a shop. They'll generally do whatever I'm it is you're shop. asking them to do. You can I don't take know. It to Z a had a lot of problems. Shop, they also made fun of him. Like what the hell? For what? For a stripe pipe and his civic. Oh, he got that done at a shop? Yeah. All right, that's one thing you probably shouldn't get done at a shop. I got mine done like, at a shop, but my car has a good motor and it sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> Z. I mean, I has wouldn't a recommend asking it. And they're like, are you really wanting to straight pipe this thing? <laughs> I, I really wouldn't recommend asking a shop to straight pipe a vehicle for you. 
it's they're probably not gonna want to do it because you know that you're gonna bring it back there to try to take it to get inspected and it's gonna fail i mean my car will pass technically well because it's got a muffler and a catalytic converter still yep as long as you have a muffler as long as you have a muffler and a cat uh, your exhaust system will pass as long as it's not leaking. You have to look up into but, the engine to find the other cat, but it's there. But, <laughs> but, uh, that you have to have that to pass safety. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that. It's not a part uh, of my I had a, They didn't. They didn't pass my ninety-one Civic because it didn't have a cat. So you know what I did? Yeah. I just cut it out. <laughs> He's like, "Bring it to me with a cat." I swear to God, dude. I put that catalytic up there, catalytic converter up there. Bare, it was. I had the wrong clamps, and it was leaking like a motherfucker. You know what? I got so lucky. I drove it up. I drove it there. He looked. He. I. It was still in his driveway, and he looked under there. He's like, "Yep, rode it past. Didn't start it. Wow. Nothing. I started it up." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Well." It's under there. <laughs> it was under there. It That's, leaked. Like I mean, hell. technically, technically, if I, he just failed you for that, technically, he cannot fail you for the exhaust leak that you came back with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. If I fail a car for a muffler or a cat not being there whenever it comes you just cut out that whenever and you just cut out that section of pipe and just kind of hold the muffler and cat there i technically have to pass it well even that like if if they were to come back to get it reinspected and they had like a shattered windshield you could you couldn't fail them for that i can't fail it for that because you already passed them for the windshield yep so whenever you fail for something, it, you I have mean, to put in safety inspector you have inspection. to put in what you failed for. Yeah, and like for those of you who are bringing your car to an inspection station and you're failing inspections, it's I mean it's frustrating. I get that, but you only have to fix what you failed for. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if anything else goes wrong. We have to pass it because that's what it failed for. Could be coming in on three wheels. No joke. It can. Can have a porta potty as a seat. Dude, I had a I had a uh, car come in and it had a broken seat in it. Like broken broken. So this dude, I failed him for that. I told him, I was like, hey, man, you can, it's a really common car. You can probably go to a junkyard and get the seat for like 50 bucks. What was wrong with the seat? Didn't it just need a bolt or, or it was broken? No, the railing and, it, and all of everything in it oh. was broken. It wouldn't stay upright. You had to. You had to put a block of wood behind it to keep it upright. Well, that just shows you how good of a deal I got this seat for. This is a fucking sport bucket seat. I got it for four. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is. Uh, but he was like, okay. And so he did some looking. And sadly, this is legal. 
if your car only came equipped with a lap belt, a milk crate bolted to your floorboard counts. It counts. As long as it's not moving. Yep. As long as it's secured. As long as it is secure <laughs> and it will not move and you can strap yourself to it, you're good. Beep, beep on the road. It's kind of scary knowing that I just gave quite a few people that information. I doubt people would want to even do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, if man, I absolutely if you're in a bind... had to. <laughs> if, I, if I was like, this is my only car, I need this bitch legal. If, you, if you're even on that edge, you're probably not even driving legal. You probably don't even have a No, license. you're probably not. You're probably like, all right, I'm, I'm really glad they don't ask for my license when I go to renew my plates. Yeah, it's uh, nice to have, it's kind of nice to have warranties on cars. You take it to the shop, you, you get a, you get to drive a piece of shit 2022. I'm, I like my, <laughs> I like my 2012 fucking mechanical feeling, motherfucking. Now, hey, I will tell you this: the fucking the the new Mustang. I like the Mustang. I drove Z's and I really liked it. I like the new Supra. I got to drive They're one of those so while I was. I got to drive one of those while I was still working at uh, Detail Garage. I pulled it around back to clean it up. Man, that it felt nice. See, it was drove, bone stock. It was bone stock, man. And those shifts were tight. I drove the it felt the great. BMW Z4, the M version, which is the pretty much the exact same car as the Toyota Super GR. Yeah, it has the same six cylinder turbo, whatever it is. Yep, and that I got it up to hundred miles an hour on forty four. I mean, in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) On 44, I mean, in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that was not on 44, Alex. Uh, Professional driver in the Corvo's course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You only made it to the speed sideways going on the highway. (laughs) Z was like, whoa, calm down. I'm like, shut up. Wait, I pulled over on the side, or whenever we left the dealership, because it was at the dealership, I dropped the top on it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. but it was like 60 degrees, but it was a drop top. What else are you going to do? You get on the highway, you're like, all right, we're pulling over. It's cold. <laughs> we pulled that bitch up, and then I was like, all right. Yeah. But that was a fun, I mean, that was a fun car. It's pretty much the exact same thing as the Supra. Just that one is the BMW version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the same motor. Yeah. Literally, same motor. The new AE, the AE9, A9, A90 Supra M, A90M. Yeah. Is the manual version, the new one. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with the manual. Which that will be fun. That that will be a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind buying. I know Austin wants to buy a Supra. Nate wants to buy a Supra. I kind of want. I kind of want Supras. <laughs> I kind of want to buy a a Nissan three seventy Nismo. That's the same fucking price as a Supra. 
Let's see, let's really? look how much supers are going for right now. We need to wrap this podcast oh, man. up after this anyway. <laughs> All right. All right, so super what uh, is so today's what what do you think the average cost of a super is right oh now? i'm looking at them right now they're about 50 to 70 grand 50 to 70 grand i found a nismo 370 for thirty two thousand dollars. let's see if there's any manuals there and the nismo manuals. is a manual how much are the manuals this one is 70 there's like 70 grand for the manuals. They have a yellow wow. one. Let's see if this one's even a manual one. Because who knows? Or if it's oh, no, it is a manual. That's nice. Oh, it's yellow. It's that J Wolf. Huh. Well, if now. any of you guys want a uh Toyota Supra, that's a manual. It is the GR. It's a three liter. It is the GR. Six cylinder. Which the manuals only come in the six cylinder. Turbo. Oh, man. That'd be sick. And if any of y'all out there have 70 grand that would (laughs) like one of those, it's at J Wolf. Yeah. J Wolf Toyota West County. There you go. There's your ticket. They have another one. Go get it. They have a black one. Go get it. Take a picture of it. Send it to me. We'll post it. Let Instagram, me drive it. Spark Plug TV 21. Let me do donuts in it. We'll film Alex doing donuts in it and post it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Jonathan's the only one that can confidently say they can get in a car and do donuts in it. We, I can do donuts. We, oh, yeah? What Can you do it controlled? Yes. I did. Yes, I can. Oh wow. Jonathan told me that you were doing donuts at the church. Yeah, I was just letting her have it. I was bored. I got bored, so that's why I parked it and got in John's truck. Because John was having way more fun. <laughs> and I knew if I got in there it would be way more hype. <laughs> I wanna I wanna get I wanna I need to I need to just steal Z's car whenever it's raining next and just Give him bald no, tires you next. cannot. You ca- I cannot condone stealing something <laughs> on a uh, broadcasted, a distributed. My bad podcast. It's it, it's from a friend. It's just borrowing without asking. No, with bald you're, tires. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> with bald tires. Are you gonna buy him tires? Fuck no. <laughs> Then no, you can't do it. <laughs> See, that's what's gonna suck whenever I go get a Mustang. If you buy them tires, yeah, oh my god, you, dude, you're gonna be at my shop all the time <laughs> getting tires. Jason, guess what? No, I'm not putting two more on. I don't trust, go away. I don't trust you with the Mustang anyway. I'm just bringing you the rear tires. <laughs> you're rude. I've driven way cooler cars than a Mustang. <laughs> I'm bringing you just the tires. I've driven way cooler cars than the Mustang. Pull up in the Malibu. Be like, well, I guess I get to drive the Malibu. Nope, you're doing these. Roll them. Give me the cheapest fucking tires you got. When, I don't give a shit. When you have, when you gotta be, get I'm it in back in a month. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Whenever, uh, whenever you have to get it inspected. 
I gotta drive it. Yeah. Got gotta test the brakes. And we don't have a really nice brake tester, like a fancy shop. Uh, it's called your foot and your brain. Do they work? Yeah. Yes. God damn it, dude. Why do people have to... That, that's, buy, that's why do, really... <laughs> why do people have to put information or technology dude, into... Dude, like... Does your brake have... work? Does it stop? <laughs> yes. Well, what do you know? They have this thing that's almost like a dyno, like a hub dyno, where you take off one wheel... And just jack the other one up and you bolt it to it and you drive it to 20 and hit the brakes. And then you drive it to 60 and hit the brakes. I want and to it jack measures, up my car it, and hit 130. It measures your, uh, <laughs> what it does is it measures your brake force. And if that's within prescribed tolerance or not. Here's what I say. It, if, if, if the brakes work, the brakes work. If you got I mean, it on the lift. I say the brakes work. If you're able to stop it on those, to get it to stop and get on the, to get it in the right position to get on the lift. God damn it, dude. People are retarded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously, man. Getting, pulling a car in to put on a two post rack or even a drive on rack is mildly challenging. Especially the two posts, because you have to make sure that you can swing the arms under the car without hitting the tire, or you're never going to be able to lift the thing up. At Honda, we had single post. Oh. It was an X on the floor, you drove over it, and it came out of the ground. Wow. With air. Wow. The Highway Patrol and boy, has was those, it sketchy. They're... The highway patrol has those, but theirs has like a block that sits up above the ground with adjustable arms, so you can put the uh, pad in a comfortable place to lift it. Oh, and it's a and two post it just, and comes out of the and ground. And it just both, yep, two yep. posts that comes right we, out of the ground. Honda has some of those. All down those, the those are nice. All down the hill has those. They're electric. Ah, uh, but those are really nice though. But the I wish I wish my shop had those. But we filled in our oil pit for an alignment rack. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted an alignment rack. I was like, why the heck didn't we leave the oil pit? It would just make it easier. All you would need to do is add a couple inches to the oil pit. <coughs> and he's like, well, you don't need the oil pit. It goes up. <coughs> It's like fair, but sometimes I don't feel like lifting it up. You know? Sometimes you just don't feel like it. I know people... What you gonna do? Well, raise it up and everybody has to raise them up because you have to do your MPI. Don't you have to do an MPI? A what? A multi-point inspection to try to sell more things. No. Whenever you go in for a tile change, you don't check for oil leaks. Be like, hey, your oil, your your valve cover gasket needs changed. Oh, your tires nope. need changed. Nope. Why not? That's how you can sell things. We don't need it. We make a lot of money on just tire work because most of the area comes to us for tires. So people don't come to your... People don't come to your... Shop, is you're just a tire shop? No. Then 
Why don't you guys sell we're, things? We're a, we're, a full, we're a full auto maintenance shop. Then why don't you guys sell things? We just don't. If I was taking my car to a shop, I'd want them to let me know if my car was starting to leak oil or something. I mean, yeah, if you have like a visible clear oil leak, like it's leaking on the shop floor, I'm going to let you know. If something's blatantly obvious and you and you somehow don't know that, I'm going to let you know. If my uh, if my ball joint's starting to go out. Yeah, that's my, probably something we should check for. If my compliance bushings are starting to crack and wear out. See, but here's the problem. I'm the only tire... I'm the only guy that does tires there that knows this stuff. So whenever I go off and do other stuff for the rest of the day, like I'll come change it, I'll come change tires on occasion, but I'm mostly doing other work. It's, I can't be like coming back to check on that while I'm trying to do something else. I don't know. I could do something there. You want to come work with me? I don't know. (laughs) Because I could, I could maybe make them a lot of money. You probably could. Because I... They probably like that. Because I was trained by Honda technicians. Yes. Honda master Yes, you techs. were. They taught me, but, you know, as that oil is changing... Hey, they'll... As that they'll oil probably, is draining, you are looking yeah. under that car for any problems. And you let that customer know of any problems, and you try to get them to sell it. Right. And also, they'll, now this is they'll different probably Honda like Pride you for because they'll probably like you a lot because you do you know imports pretty well. Yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't really have anyone in the shop that knows anything about Japanese vehicles. Uh, Kyle's more of like a Dodge guy. Tim and I are Tim Scott and I are GM guys, and John's a Ford guy. Yeah, I know the Hondas and the Alex. Alex knows some foreign things. Yeah, that we need. Not too much you know? of the German things. No, German is German engineering is weird, but it's cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but it's weird. I don't like lug. I don't like lug bolts. No, I don't like lug bolts either. <laughs> I think they're the dumbest thing ever. I, I honestly feel like a stud and nut is more secure than a bolt. I mean, it's really the same. It's just more convenient with a stud. No, it's not really, because with a lug bolt, you're putting a, let's say, 100 foot-pounds of strain, 100 foot-pounds of torque of strain onto threads, onto fine threads. Well, same with the bolt. What? With the lug nut. Right, right. But with that lug nut, that lug nut is, dis- the force is distributed more evenly with the nut. Because the nut's also taking some of the pressure. Well, so is the hub. Nowhere near as much as the nut. That's true. But if it's all torqued, then it's not going to be a problem right but i mean a lot 
a lot of car like even Jeeps now have the uh, lug bolts. A lot of car companies are starting to switch over to that. It's getting annoying. Yeah. Especially doing brakes. Like if I have to change a caliper and like if I have to pull a caliper off to take the rotor off and put the rotor on. I have to put the caliper back. It's a whole lot easier to do that whenever you have four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve lugs holding it there for me. Yeah. Especially whenever we get up into six, eight, ten, well, twelve lugs. Those aren't German things with fucking lug bolts. No, they're not. They're mostly five lug cars. Yeah. It's mostly five lug cars. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. That That is going to wrap it up for tonight's episode. Make sure you guys check out our YouTube channel and our Instagram page, as well as Facebook. And we have links to all of that in the description of all of our podcasts on YouTube and RSS or in anywhere RSS distributes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Plenty of others. Anything you want to listen to your podcast on, we're most likely on there. We're, we're trying. If we're not on somewhere, like if we're not on your favorite platform, let us know. We'll figure out how to get on that platform. Yeah. But with that being said, I hope the rest of you have a wonderful day, night, morning, whenever you guys are listening to this. Mm-hmm. And I hope to catch you all on the next episode. Bye, guys.